Okay, everyone. Uh, welcome back to your weekly sports breakdown. I'm Asher. And I'm Jackson. And in this segment, we'll, we will be discussing the Thursday night football game from week 10. Going to be a good one. Then we're going to be discussing all the 10 o'clock Sunday games. And also, we are going to have a segment on um, fantasy players in the Thursday night football game to start and to sit. And finally, a mid-season draft of the best players in the NFL. If you could form a team, who would you have on your squad? So, first of all, with our Thursday night football game, um, it is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. So, who do you have winning this one, Asher? Okay, so this match is going to be a good one. You have the 6-2 Colts. No, sorry, 6-2 Titans against the 5-3 Colts. Uh... It is at home for the Titans, but they are only favored by one and a half points, which tells you that it's going to be a very close game, whichever way it goes. Now, the Colts, their story has been defense. They are the number one ranked Russian defense. Um, That's how they're winning games. And um, even in their loss to the Ravens last week, they only allowed 2.9 yards per carry. And I think that is going to be the deciding factor in this game. Um... Of course, the Titans have a top five running back in Derrick Henry on their team, and I think whichever side can basically either establish the ground game and or stop the ground game will be able to win. I think the Colts, their their defense, I think is just better than the Titans' offense. Um, I think it's going to be a it's a 49 point over under. I expect this to take the under because it is just going to be a very defensively minded game. But I have the Colts winning this one because I just think they're the, uh, their defense is just better and their ground game with Jonathan Taylor, that committee with uh, Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines is just, um, I don't think the Titans will, will be able to stop it. And Derrick Henry will be contained in this one, so that's why I have the Colts taking the victory. Yeah, so the number one question here is, will Derrick Henry, the Titans' main offensive weapon, be able to um, win the battle against the best um, rush running defense in the league. And, you know, with this one, it could really go either way. That's why the spread is only one and a half points with the Colts winning. Um, obviously, it's going to be a very close game. However, I actually have the Titans winning in this one. And my reason for this is that I don't think that the Colts offense is good enough, um, is like always consistent enough and good enough, especially when compared to a pretty decent Titans defense. So um, when you have like when you have a record that the Colts do in which they actually lost to the Jaguars, um, I think the Jaguars only win of the season, if I am correct, maybe one of two. Um, basically that is does not bode well at all. Though it was a very low scoring game, only a 47 point total, it still shows that the Colts don't have a reliable offensive game. They don't really have any go-to apart from pretty good running backs, and that could prove to be an issue, especially especially against a very solid 6-2 Titans team. Um, I think that obviously a lot of it really rests on Derrick Henry and whether or not he can perform. He is a very, very good running back. Um... And he has many, many highlight reel plays. If he can break out for one of his, say, 80-yard runs, then the game might be over. Um, Even if that doesn't happen, obviously, the Titans still definitely have a shot at winning. And that's why I have them winning. I don't think 
the Colts offense is consistent enough. However, with that said, obviously both very good teams going to be a very close game. I don't think either of us would be surprised in the least if um, the other team won our um, won this game. Yeah, so on the Titans front, um, we have um, Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, who is definitely streamable if you need a quarterback um, because um, yours right now is injured. Uh, free feel, feel free to, um, to uh, pick Tannehill off of the waivers. Now, for um, running back, obviously, start Derrick Henry. He is a top five running back. Even though the Colts may be able to bottle him up a little bit, um, as they are the um, best uh, running defense in the league, um, Derrick Henry is still definitely worth the start if um, that is, you know, if you don't have, uh, if you, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, just start Derrick Henry. Um, so then for wide receiver, we have um, A.J. Brown. He's a top 15 fantasy receiver. Um, very, very good, very consistent. Um, start him if you, um, just start him. Yeah, just a good... Good wide receiver, no reason to not start him. Um, and also, finally, for um, there are, uh, one of the other wide receivers, Corey Davis. Um, if you need to, you can start him. He's not the best wide receiver by any means. Um, however, if your team has been plagued with injuries, um, he is a solid choice to fall back on if you absolutely need to. So... Now, moving on to our Sunday football predictions. Okay, so uh, today we are going to be breaking down the 10 o'clock games, and then on Saturday we are going to switch and uh, cover the other games. So, first of all, we have a uh, couple unappetizing matchups. We have the Washington football team uh, uh, taking on the Detroit Lions. The Lions are three-and-a-half-point favorites. You know, I'm a big Washington fan. That's my team. However, 
as anybody who knows anything about the NFL knows, um, they just, they kind of suck. Like, very, they, they, they don't have a quarterback. They're back on Alex Smith, whose, like, leg was paralyzed a year ago. So, <laughs> that's just, like, a, like, the epitome of the Redskins. Not having a quarterback and just, like, having, making terrible defensive mistakes. So, that's why the Redskins, like, if you don't have those two arguably most important parts of the game, then you're not going to win NFL games, which is why the Giants' only two wins of the season are against Washington. So, even it, so like even though the Detroit Lions aren't that good, they're still definitely going to win. And it's very surprising to me how the spread is only three and a half points because Washington sucks. So, the Lions, I think, are going to absolutely destroy Washington. Um... And it's there. Washington is not even going to approach the spread of three and a half points. What about you, Asher? Yeah, you said it. Uh, so Lions are sort of a perennial mediocre team. They're never usually in the playoff conversation. They always seem to get like five or six wins. Um, I think one of those comes today. Uh, you said it. The football team is just not good. They are just terrible. Uh, doesn't seem like they know how to play football. There was another play uh, last week, um, a video. You should go check it out. It was the football team against the Giants, the epitome of the NFC East in one video. Uh, the Washington football team's one of their only good players, Antonio Gibson, on like one of the first plays of the game, got a 20-yard catch, and at the end of it, he fumbled because he couldn't hang on to the ball. And the ball rolled for 40 yards. No team could pick it up. The, uh, the football team had, like, two, three chances just to scoop up the ball and maybe even score a touchdown on that, and they couldn't get it, and the Giants couldn't get it. It was so funny, and you should go check it out. There's a ton of memes about it. Um, anyway, the football team sucks. The Lions are bad but not terrible. Uh, they should have Matthew Stafford back from the concussion protocol, so I think they win that game. Because Stafford is, you know, he's a he's a middle-of-the-road QB now in his better years, but he, he can still get the job done. Uh, he proved that against the Falcons a couple weeks ago, and I think that the Lions just win this game. It's definitely going to hit the under in the 46-and-a-half spread. Yeah, also, fun fact, Matthew Stafford can throw a football 80 yards, the most, like, recorded out of any quarterback, which is pretty cool. But anyway, um, moving um, on to... The next matchup, the Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns. So what do you think of this one, Asher? All right, so the Browns, um, they just announced they got Baker Mayfield back from the reserve COVID list. That is good, I guess, for their team. Uh, he's very up and down, but the Texans are also. I think it comes down to the quarterback in this one. Now, uh, Deshaun Watson is clearly the better one. But he will need to, like, uh, very clearly outplay Baker Mayfield. Um, this is going to be a very, very tough one to call. Uh, the Browns are favored by three points. I think uh, definitely going to be decided by, like, a field goal. It's probably a very high-scoring game. It's 54-point over-under. I expect that to hit the over. But uh, the Texans... They could barely even beat the Jaguars last week, and the Browns are a much better football team. Uh, the record may be a little inflated, but they're coming off of a bye week. They're fresh. Nick Chubb is coming back. So I think that's going to, you know, all those factors. I just think the Browns pull this one off. Uh, 
Um, I do think they they cover the spread, but it's going to be very tight. I agree with you, Asher. I think the one good thing to be said about the Texans is Deshaun Watson, and he would have to have an absolutely phenomenal game for them to um, even only lose by a field goal to the Browns, which is what the spread is predicted. So um, uh, I'm going to take the Browns um, for this win and also the Browns for the spread. Um, not the most exciting game, but, you know, um, it, it could be probably, it, um, it could be pretty close, I guess. So now moving on to the, yeah, moving on to the next game. Now this is an interesting game because it's obviously not going to be a very good game. But in terms of the spread, this one could really go either way. So we have the Jaguars at the Packers. So, um, for this one, I have the Packers winning, obviously. One of the best teams in the NFL, going to definitely win their division. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers just doesn't seem to get old. Still, um, still able to do what he does. Um, especially with, um, new offensive threats in Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Um, so they are obviously going to destroy the Jaguars in this game. However... The spread is them winning by 14 points, and I think the Jaguars can actually cover this. And my reasoning for this is that this is a huge spread, first of all. And second of all, a lot of the Jaguars games have actually been closer than you might think. Um, they actually beat the Colts in the first game of the season, and they are, though they are very bad, as the record shows, they are not by no means the worst, you know, one in six or like two and five team in the league or whatever, you know? So um, I think they actually have a chance of closing on the spread just because it's so large. So I have the Packers winning this one, but the Jaguars winning the spread. All right, so that is where we differ. Um, of course, the Packers are going to win. That's pretty much 100% proven already. They don't really have to play the game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looking like not the front runner for the MVP, but definitely like a top five option. Uh, the Jaguars are without Gardner Minshew. Uh, Jake Luton, I think is his name. He actually wasn't terrible in their loss to the Texans. Is they actually only lost by two points. But the Packers' defense will be able to stop the Jaguars in this one. I think the Jaguars, you know, they're almost as bad as the Jets. They're one and seven. The Packers destroyed the Niners. Um, I do think it's going to come down to garbage time. The Packers will probably have this game in hand by the first quarter, and it'll all be about, you know, who scores that end-of-the-game touchdown, do the Packers out on the field goal, or do the Jaguars score. I think that that's the difference in this one, but I think the Packers just, uh, it's a 14-point spread. Um, the last time it was a 14-point spread, the Cowboys, co the Cowboys covered it against the Steelers, but I think uh, the Jaguars are way worse than the Cowboys. The Packers, I think, are about the same as the Steelers. Uh, it's also in Green Bay, which I think helps. And I'm going to take the Packers to cover the spread in this one. Yeah, definitely Um, very understandable pick. So um, now on to our next game. It is the Eagles at the Giants. Um, Interdivisional rival rivals. Obviously, um, it's an NFC East game. So not going to be very interesting to watch. But it could actually be close because both of these teams are really, really bad. So who do you have winning, Asher? All right. So I think, yes, the Eagles are not a good team, but they have been very injury-riddled. Uh, their 
They're getting their star running back, Miles Sanders, back. They're getting their first-round pick, Jalen Rager, back. Uh, they're also coming off of a bye. The Giants, they beat the Giants last time they played on a game-winning touchdown. But that was when they were injury-rattled. And I think it's not a primetime game, so there's not as much pressure. I think the Eagles are just the better team, and they win this game. I think they also, well, of course, they're going to, cover the spread because the Giants, or no, sorry, the Eagles are favored by three and a half points. I think it's going to be close, but not that close, so I'm going to take the Eagles to cover this many yeah, I agree with you on this one. The only wins to the Giants' name are against the Washington football team, which is not very impressive. The Eagles actually lost to the football team in the first game of the season, which was a surprise, but that's probably the best football the Washington football team has played um, in the last couple of years when they won. So um, I don't think that, um, that the Giants will be able to pull this one off. I think the Eagles are just a better team. The Giants don't really have any strong point with the exception of, um, you know, their defense isn't awful, but um, that, you know, they just have a terrible offense. I think the Philadelphia Eagles, by far the best team, the NFC East, um, I think that they can win this one, and I think they're going to beat the spread of uh, just three and a half points. However, it could end up being a close one, um, seeing as both of these teams, you know, are not very good. So, um... Yeah, I agree. So, um, now on to the uh, final 10 o'clock game on Sunday. We have the um, Buccaneers taking on the Panthers. So, you know, both teams very inconsistent. Neither team very good. However, Carolina does have Christian McCaffrey back. So, that could potentially sway the outcome. I actually don't think it will. I have the Buccaneers winning this one just because overall, I think they're the slightly better team. Um, obviously not on the level of the previous game we just looked over with the Eagles versus the Giants, but still, neither team is phenomenal. Um, so it really could go either way. I still have the Buccaneers winning this one. Um, however, I think it will be a close one, and I think the Panthers are going to cover a pretty generous to the Buccaneers six-point spread. I think it will be a close one. I don't think that, as we've seen last week with Tom Brady's, like, you know, just simply awful performance against the Saints, um, if you have an inconsistent quarterback, chances are you're going to have an inconsistent team. So the Panthers could definitely win this one. At the very least, I think they cover the spread. What about you, Asher? Go check that out. It's a fun game, especially to watch the Bucks lose. 
Yeah. Sorry to everybody who doesn't live in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely um, understandable. You even swayed me a little there, Asher. So um, now we're going to move on to the next segment of, um, um, of our mid-season draft. Hello, and welcome to our last segment of the episode. In this segment, it's going to be pretty interesting. It's kind of like assembling like a modified fantasy team out of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, okay, so, um... So, we did a coin toss, and it was decided that I have the first pick. So, this is a tough decision, because, obviously, the most important position, in my opinion, is the quarterback position. However, none of these four quarterbacks... Oh, by the way, just a note, we are not taking injured players, so that means no Dak Prescott... No Saquon Barkley, you get the deal. Okay. Yeah. So that means, oh, and also Andy Dalton is not available because he is also. Oh, actually, no, he just had a concussion. So you can take Andy Dalton as your quarterback. If it's a minor injury, we're allowed to take them. Not season ending ones like Saquon. Okay, so first pick, uh, looking at the quarterbacks here, I have uh, Sam Darnold. Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew. He's injured. Isn't Gardner Minshew injured? Yes, but only for a couple more weeks. So. All right. Okay. No, Washington isn't one of them. Sorry, Washington's not in there. Shoot, I was going to draft their D-line, but they're not. <laughs> thought they were. Okay, well, that changes things. Um, <laughs> looking at these running backs and other skill positions, um, really, the one that stands out, I guess, would have to be Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott with my first pick. 
not a pick I really like to make because I think he's more of a system guy. But yeah, Zeke is going to be my pick. Yes. So, um, this is a tough one because you know all the teams suck. But if I had to choose the position that I'm now, here's the thing. There are no receivers that stand out to me. And obviously, no matter how good a quarterback is, they have to have that one guy who, in times of doubt, um, they can rely on, you know, to make a big play. And the only person who I can see kind of doing that is Amari Cooper on the Cowboys. I think that all the other wide receivers kind of like suck. Between all these teams. Or actually, Jamison Crowder. But is, is he injured, Asher? Is he still injured? Yeah, yeah. Okay. In that case, I'm going to go with Amari Cooper, I think. Okay, so the second pick is gone. And that would be Amari Cooper, Jackson's first wide receiver. Um, now looking here. Oh, these teams are just terrible. Um... Actually, though, the one, hmm, this is tough. Uh, looking at the wide receivers and the quarterbacks and all that, I don't see anyone that really stands out. Um, hmm. The Dallas defense sucks, so the Jets, everyone sucks, the Giants are also not good, and the, the Jaguars are also not good. This is hard. Um, <laughs> although I'm going to have to go... Yeah, interesting. Okay, so if we were drafting fantasy right now, <clears throat> what I would probably do is go with Evan Engram because he's actually a solid tight end, whereas none of these other teams have good tight ends. However, it's not fantasy, and there's only so effective a tight end can be. In fact, they're usually so ineffective that, like, they don't really make a difference. Like, whether, unless you have Travis Kelsey or, you know, George Kittle, it's, they're not going to make that much of a difference to your team. So, I'm actually going to pick the Giants' defensive line. And my reasoning for that is the Giants' defense against the run has actually not been that bad. Um, and I think that you could attribute that to the defensive line. They've actually been near the top of the league um, for most of the season. So I'm going to take their defensive line for this one. I think that they would be really effective. Um, that, like, that, that's basically the highlight of their team. So that's what I'm going to do. Dallas has 
not been bad. They are middle of the road in adjusted uh, yards per yards per attempt. And actually looking at their unit though, I really like their linebackers. You have Leighton Vanderesh, Sean Lee, or no, not Sean Lee, uh, and Jalen Smith. Um, is Sean Lee still on their team? Yes, I think. I don't know. Sean Lee, maybe there. I'm not entirely sure, but I think I'm going to take the Cowboys linebacker unit because they just stand out to me as like, you know, they're actually not terrible for this group of bottom four terrible teams. Interesting. Yeah, okay. So I need a good running back, you know, with no running game. That's obviously an issue. Um, so I'm going to take James Robinson of the Jaguars. Clearly the second best running back here. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott is the best here. But James Robinson is actually pretty good. Um, and probably the best thing, um, the best um, part of the Jaguars offense. So I'm going to go with him. If you look at his fantasy numbers, he's pretty good. Um, and, you know, they might be a little inflated just because, you know, he's playing on an awful team. Um, and they kind of have to rely on him a lot of the times. But I think that he is a pretty solid running back. And none of these other guys are, you know, really that good. So I'm taking him. Okay, now with my next pick, I think it is time to address the quarterback situation. We have Andy Dalton, who does not belong in Dallas. He does not belong on an NFL team. He does not belong in the football world. He's out. We have the Jaguars, Minshew. I already decided I'm not taking him because he's just, I don't really like the way he plays. And I don't think he would really fit in with the team I'm trying to build. I don't know, this is a theoretical team, but still. Uh, so that leaves Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. Now, I don't, I haven't seen them play a lot. But I remember two distinct plays. Sam Darnold against the Broncos a couple weeks ago uh, scrambled out of the pocket for a 40-yard touchdown on a play where he should have been tackled or should have been sacked, should have been tackled way beforehand. And then you have Daniel Jones, who had a wide-open touchdown run against the Eagles and tripped over himself and couldn't run it in. So I don't think that's kind of – Personality, I want on my team. I want people who can finish plays. I want Sam Darnold. Welcome to the team, Sam Darnold. That's my quarterback. Interesting. So, you know, I made the bad decision of just drafting a running back, which I shouldn't have done because Asher already drafted his running back, which means he couldn't draft that running back again. If you get what I'm saying is I'm not going to draft a quarterback right now because now I can choose whoever I want and I can just take him with the last pick. Wouldn't make any sense. So, I have to, I'm forced to take something that hasn't been already picked. And the only two ones that we have are the corners and the safety, so basically defensive coverage, and the special teams. So, when we look at it, basically, one of the main weaknesses of all of these teams is the coverage. And that is an issue... Because, you know, you have to have good coverage. If you look at any NFL team, all the good NFL teams, the exception of a team like the Seahawks, they all have really, really good coverage. So, 
I really don't know who to pick here. I'm kind of leaning towards Dallas because I think that Dallas's main problems lie in its offense, not its defense. So that is why I think that, I mean, I'm not an expert on any of the defensive coverages of all these teams. None of them are very good. But I think that the Dallas defensive coverage might actually be just about average. So um, that's why I'm going to take Dallas's defensive coverage right now. Yeah, that's a good point. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I don't know what I'm going to do about my tight end. On the bright side, tight ends are generally not as impactful a position as the rest of these, with the exception of special teams. Um, so, um, that's, that's looking on the bright side. That's pretty good. Now I have to go to wide receivers, because that's the only one that really makes sense for me to pick it all at this point. All of them... Apart from special teams, my, um, my opponent has already picked, so I can just pick those freely with later picks. But anyway, so I am going to go, I think, for wide receiver with... Oh, this is a really tough one, actually. I think I have to go with C.D. Lamb. And my reasoning for this is, in my mind, the two biggest... You know, the two um, best wide receivers left are CeeDee Lamb and Jamison Crowder. And my issue with Jamison Crowder is that he's really, really short. And, you know, he's a little guy. And he's kind of a possession receiver. As in, like, you're not going to see him 
catching a 50-yard bomb downfield. It's not going to happen. What you're going to have him do is get open on a 5-yard route or an 8-yard route or whatever when you need that first down, and he'll get you that first down, which is good. But I think he's a little too one-dimensional for the team I'm trying to put together, especially because Amari Cooper is also already pretty good at that. So who I have to go with, I think, is C.D. Lamb because he's more liable to get open for deep throws that hopefully my quarterback will be able to make. Who my quarterback is remains to be seen. Um, but um, I think that C.D. Lamb is just um, a less one-dimensional player, a little more well-rounded, and he'd fit in with my team a little better. So that's what I'm taking. No, no, no. Uh, Dak Prescott would be the guy you would choose first overall? If, yeah, he was not, yeah. Well, Saquon, maybe. No, Saquon's not going to, no. So, looking at my remaining positions, I have one wide receiver, although Jackson taking CD Lamb really just makes it between Darius Slayton and Michael Gallup, in my opinion, between those. Uh, He already has his two. Giants, um, so I get to have my pick of the other three. Same, same goes for the corners and safeties. He already chose Dallas. I get my pick of the three. That leaves special teams. Um, I think uh, I was just looking at this special teams DVOA. Uh, it's like something about. Uh, it's like an average of like your special teams power or like results, I guess. I don't, I don't exactly know what DVOA stands for, but the Giants are third. Whatever that means. Um, so they were they were third out of 32 teams. Uh, you hate to see it, but the two LA teams, the Rams and the Chargers, were 31st and 32nd. So, uh, <clears throat> they need to work on their kicking skills, but the Giants don't, and they're good. They're third. So I'm going to take them. They're the special teams unit. I can rely on them to maybe kick a winning field goal. <clears throat> Chargers. And yes. So, sorry. If you didn't get that reference, they missed like an easy field goal against the Saints in week five to win the game. Uh, the Giants won't. And so I'm going to take them. Okay. So now um, at least one person, um, at least me or Asher, at least one of us has taken um, – all the uh, guy for all the available posi- uh, positions if you put it together. So that means that now um, there's no real pressure. I can draft a quarterback last or I can draft it first and I will get the same guy no matter what, right? But basically, so what I'm going to do though is to get the boring um, stuff out of the way, I'm going to draft special teams right now. And who I'm going to go for with special teams is this is a very tough one. Um, I'm scrolling through them right now, and let me just check for something. Okay. Let 
That is unfortunate. Um, <laughs> there really aren't any good special teams. So, it really doesn't matter. I think I'm just going to have to go with Dallas again. And my reasoning for this is that of all these teams, Dallas just seems the most competent with the exception of their quarterback. Before they lost their quarterback, they weren't bad. Um, you know, before they lost Dak Prescott, they weren't bad. It's just like the New York Jets, I just don't trust them. I just don't trust really meant like any of the guys from that team. I just don't think they really know how to play football. You know, like I think that they're just the type of team who would, for instance, fumble a punt or for instance, um, hit the post on a field goal. You know, like those little things. I think those are the things that I don't trust the Jets and the Jaguars to do for my team. So I'd have to take Dallas. But then again, I don't really know that much about the special teams of all these teams. So it's really just a toss-up. But if I go off what I know, I'm going to have to go for Dallas. I did want to take the Giants because I remembered that Graham Gano is a good kicker. And that is what I was searching for previous to, um, to this little explanation. But then I realized that, you know... They were um, that he was on the Giants and not any of these other teams. I thought maybe he'd be on the Cowboys because I got it mixed up. But anyway, I'm going with the Cowboys for special teams. Okay, so um, my next pick, I have two, three selections left. I have to take a defensive line, a wide receiver, and a secondary unit, uh, corners or safeties. Um, so looking at the PFF. Uh, pro football focused rankings for the secondary units of all the teams uh, coming at number 22 the actual best of these four teams was the Cowboys so I was all set to make that pick until Jackson stole it from me so I have to move on to the next best unit the 27th best <laughs> in the, league, the Giants uh, I hate to do it but it's better than the Jets and it's better than the Jaguars so I'm going to choose the Giants as my safety slash cornerback unit. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So <clears throat> now it's time for me to pick my linebackers. And, you know, linebackers is kind of a hard position. Unless you have a phenomenal linebacker, it's hard to quantify how good your linebacker is. You know, because they're kind of in between the defensive line and the coverage. So who knows? Maybe your coverage is inflated because your linebackers happen to be really good at coverage. Maybe your defensive line is inflated because your, um, your linebackers happen to be um, really good against the run. You really don't know. Um, so what I'm going to do is, with that in mind, I'm not going to select the linebackers from the Jets or the Jaguars because... Dallas has the best defensive um the best defensive backs out of these four teams. The Giants have the best defensive line, right? So you have to assume that at least part of it, at least a small part of it, is due to the linebackers, right? So we're crossing out the Jets and the Jaguars. This leaves us with the Cowboys and the Giants. Now, you have to think: Are linebackers generally more active against the run or against the throw? And in my opinion, they're more active against the run. 
they are more built to be tackling people, right, than they are to be dropping back into coverage. That is why you don't see a team um, that has four linebackers and three offensive linemen as much, you know? You see a team that has four offensive linemen and... Wait, 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 wait. Never mind. Forget that last part. That doesn't have anything to do with anything. But, um, <laughs> but the point is, um, I think that they are a little more active against the run. And um, what that leads me to do is, contrary to what I've been saying for the last three minutes, I'm actually going to take Dallas's linebackers. And I know it sounds weird. Because I went into that whole monologue, right? And put it this way. If Dallas had, um, let's say, Dallas does have the 11th best coverage in the league, right? Let's say the Giants also had the 11th best defensive line in the league. Then what I would have to do is I would have to take the Giants linebackers, right? Because I'd have to assume that they were part, that they um, affected the fact that they're um, really good at, um, at, you know, against the run, right? Um, More so than Dallas, because Dallas wasn't good against the run. They were good against coverage. However, my Giants defensive line, I think, is stronger than my Dallas coverage. So, to compensate for that, I am going to take... Wait. <laughs> no. Uh. Okay. Wait. 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 I'm just gonna take. Okay. 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 I'm just gonna take the Giants. Giants. I'm just gonna take the Giants. The Giants linebackers. I think they're good linebackers. I think they're a big reason why the Giants have been so effective against the run. Well, I was going to say. Uh, I already have the Cowboys linebackers. So oh yes. <laughs> yeah. So maybe. Uh, Should we just delete that segment? Let's edit it out. Let's edit it out, okay? No, that has to be good. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, let's keep... I don't, I don't, I don't know. You, you know what? Just make your pick. We can always edit it out later if we want to. All right, so I have two more picks. Uh, my team is really shaping up to be a, not a good team, but still... <laughs> Even though you already had the Cowboys. Yeah, I made a good decision. Or not really. Whatever. I'm not going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take an actually pretty stout run defense in the Jaguars. Because they are only letting up 3.95 rounded to 4 yards a carry, which is actually not bad. It's uh, 11th in the league, uh, considering, you know, teams like the Giants, 4.28. Um, just looking at teams like... Dallas is giving up 4.9 yards per carry, pretty much. They're terrible. Um, they can't get to the quarterback that much. Jacksonville, they are actually 
stacks do they have? Oh, well, actually, they... Uh, just to separate, they are actually not bad. The Jaguars? Um... Okay, then. I guess I'm taking Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Jaguars' defensive line. It's a pretty stout run defense. Um, I think I may have mixed up my stats there. I'm pretty sure they were terrible against the pass. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Jaguars with my defensive line. Um... Yeah, okay, on to you, Jackson. Okay, so what I've been looking at for the past few minutes um, is a tight end other than Evan Engram on any of these teams who I've heard of. And so far, I haven't come by any. So let's just keep on looking. Um... Yeah, let me put it this way. There's, um, there's, there's a time when, you know, you have the first overall pick in the NFL draft, right? And you're like, who should I take? Who should I take? Who should I take? And then there's a time when you have the last overall pick. And you're like, who should I take? Who should I take? Who should I take? But for a very different reason. And it's because... Everybody kind of sucks. Like, I, 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 I have not heard of any of these tight ends because, you know, tight ends are in a very renowned position to begin with. So, you know, I think that what I'm going to do is I'm going to end up taking... um. This guy. Where is he? Ben Ellison. Went to North Dakota State. Very prestigious college. Um, and uh, he plays for the Jaguars, and that's basically all I know about him. But, oh, actually, no, wait. Taking Tyler Eifert. Six foot six. He's on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He played for Notre Dame. Basically, the best resume out of anybody, any of these tight ends. So, also 255 pounds. So, that's what I'm taking. Seems like just like the best out of a pretty weak group. So, I'm going to have to go with him. But, you know, not the most exciting pick. And even if I didn't go with him, it probably wouldn't make any difference at all. But, yeah. Um, 
picks have already been made. Jackson took two. He took Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Um, I really wanted one of them. Uh, Amari Cooper is ranked 12th for Pro Football, fo- pro football Focus. Pro Football Focus's wide receiver groups. C.D. Lamb coming in at number 23. Uh, I took D.J. Chark. But looking at these available people, you have Darius Slayton, uh, Jameson Crowder, or uh, where is he? guy named Denzel Mims and Rashad Perryman, who's also pretty good. And then you have LaVisca Chenault on the Jaguars. Mmm, wise pick. Michael Gallup. So looking at this last pick, I don't really want to take a cowboy. Um, the Jets do have this guy named Rashad Perryman, who has been pretty good. He is a deep threat. Giants, Darius Slayton's pretty good. The Jaguars have a promising young rookie in LaVisca Chenault. Uh, this is a very tough decision to make. Uh, okay, I think I'm going to end up going with LaVisca Chenault from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he's a rookie out of Colorado. He is very good. Um, very, very good. Numbers this year have been not too bad, not too good, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take him. Not much more can be said. Yeah, okay. So, for my final pick, it is the quarterback. I know you guys have all been waiting for this one. Will I take Gardner Minshew or will I take Daniel Jones? Those are the two main front runners. And when you look at this... Coming in as a third-party candidate. Yeah. It's actually not that difficult of a choice. And I say that because it's pretty obvious that the real number one pick here is Mike Glennon of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is six foot seven, 225 pounds. He went to North Carolina State, which everybody knows is a very, very good football school. So, I think I'm going to have to go with him. No, just kidding. I'm not going to take Mike Lennon. Who I am going to take is Daniel Jones. And the reason why I'm going to take Daniel Jones is because despite his little mishap, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he's actually not that bad. He's a young quarterback with a good arm, really, really good speed for a quarterback, um, deceptively good speed, as a matter of fact. Um, and... For himself, apparently. What? Apparently he's too fast even for himself, is he? <laughs> yeah, that is true. So now he even surprises himself, which is actually a good trait. Shows that he's modest. But anyway, um, I think that I have to go with Daniel Jones because he's not as bad as most of these quarterbacks right now. And especially looking into the future, even though this doesn't like factor into our teams, it's like a fun fact kind of, he could end up being pretty good actually. Once he actually like, you know, learns how to play, 
which I know, you know, you know it's quarterback intelligence is yeah. arguably the most important thing that you can have in a quarterback. You look at Joe Montana or Peyton Manning. None of these guys have crazy arms. What they do have is very, very good quarterback intelligence. That's why, and Tom Brady, as much as it pains me to say it, that's why they are the best quarterbacks of all time. However, it does help, for instance, in the case of Brett Favre, to have a good arm and also to have good speed. So that is why I think that Daniel Jones, if he can figure it out, could actually end up being a pretty good quarterback if he does work on his quarterback intelligence. Um, that's kind of a fun fact because that doesn't factor into the draft right now, but he's who I'm going to take as my quarterback. Now, Asher, who do you think would win between these two teams? Okay, so uh, let's just recap. I have Sam Darnold, Ezekiel Elliott, DJ Chark, and LaVisca Chenault, uh, Evan Ingram, the Jaguars D-line, the Cowboys linebackers, the Giants uh, secondary and special teams. Uh, Jackson has... Daniel uh, Jones. Whoops, I spelled it wrong. As he made a typo there. Uh, James Robinson, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Eifert, I think he's... I think the Eifert Tower. Uh, no, no, wait. Eifert Tower. The Giants linebackers, the Dallas safeties, and the Cowboys special team. Yeah, so... Let, let's break it down position by position. Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold... I don't know. Sam Darnold might have a little bit of an edge there, but I think it's basically a wash. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott and James Robinson. Ezekiel Elliott's better. Oh, you, really? You yes. think so? Yeah. I think Ezekiel Elliott's better. I think James Robinson's actually pretty salt, but... Yes, he's not bad. Yeah. That's what I said it was a wash originally. I think it's probably the same. Okay, yeah. Okay, I have the two Jaguars wide receivers, Chark and Chenault. You have the two Cowboys receivers, Cooper and Lamb. I think you get the edge in this one, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Amari Cooper's the best, and then probably DJ Chark, then CeeDee Lamb, then Melvisca Chenault. Yeah. As they were drafted. Now we go to tight end. Tyler Eifert. Kidding, no. Evan Engram, like, Evan by far, by far. He has the edge. Yeah. But, um, D-line now. I'm going to have to go with the Giants on this one, I think. Okay. Well, it depends on what you're looking for in a team. Uh, you obviously have the better sack. Great and and pass rush, but the Jaguars' D line is a much better run defense. That's and true. I think it says something about how it plays in tune with your linebackers. Exactly. So I have the Cowboys linebackers. You have the Giants linebackers. So the issue is with my massive monologue earlier. Basically, what I was saying is that the linebackers have a pretty big effect on the running game. It's not all defensive line and. As we can tell, the running defense for the Giants is not as good as, say, for the Cowboys, as Asher pointed out. Oh, no, my bad, Jaguars. So that shows that maybe there's a little bit of lackluster defense from the linebackers, which means that I think Asher's choice of the Cowboys is actually a little better. However, yeah, you're welcome. But the thing is, so I think Azure has the upper hand in terms of run defense overall. However, what sacks really help and pressure is the fact that it makes um, the quarterback, it makes it more difficult for the quarterback to throw, right? So, and for a play to develop. So now it goes kind of even farther into our D 
defensive coverage. And there, I definitely have the edge. Dallas is actually one of the better teams in the NFL for coverage. Giants, not so much. (laughs) So, I'd say it ends up being a draw with the defense. I think the defense is pretty even. Yeah, defense ends up being a draw. I have the better run defense. You have the better pass defense. Yeah. That's been established. Um, special teams, sorry, my team. I, I picked the Giants. They're third. Yeah, pretty negligible. Focused. Yeah. Our team is in the higher 20s. Oh, okay. So, so I think... Last question. Uh-huh. If we were to play each other in a game, who do you think would win? I think, I think it could go either way, you know? Like, neither of them are good teams. I... Being honest with you, though, this is a tough one. The defenses are a wash. Your tight end is better, but tight ends don't have that much of an effect. Although, your team is better at pass defense. Uh, my, my pass offense is not that good. I have the better yeah. quarterback. You have the better wide receivers, though. I don't have as many... Um, Weapons, although Evan Ingram does add something there. That's true, so that's a wash. Also, your run defense is very lackluster against Ezekiel Elliott. That's true. And James Robinson will pretty much be bottled up by my my defense. That's a good point. But the thing is... CeeDee Lamb's deep threat is really, really, like, kryptonite against my defense. Yeah, Um, and... If they were playing, like, a real game, you would probably get, like... Three deep balls, like two touchdowns, something like that. Yeah, and would my pass defense be able to completely nullify your air game? You know what I mean? So it could really go either way. If you break it down pick by pick, I think Asher actually has the slightly better team. Um, but, you know, you could also attribute that to the first pick. Yeah. No offense, but, like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is heads and shoulders above the rest of these guys. Like, you know, James Robinson's solid. Um, and, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's kind of on the decline. But, you know, he was, he was a guy who you could take, who people were taking as top three picks in fantasy. You know? Yeah. Like, none of these other guys were even close to that level. So, I think that um, Asher's team is slightly better, but they're, they're very, they're very um, similar, and it could go either way in a game. Yeah. As you said, it was, a co- it was a coin toss at the beginning that decided I had the first pick. It could be a coin toss in overtime to decide who wins. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Real game. Very good. Very. That's a that's a very good saying. Yep. All right. So I think that'll do it for the episode today, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, thank you for tuning in. We hope you yeah. enjoyed. And um, stick around. Uh, on Saturday we are going to upload our picks for the one o'clock game, uh, the Sunday night football game, the Monday night football game, that whole routine. Uh, yeah, so thank you for listening to this special Wednesday episode. Um, yeah, alright, I'll see you guys later. Bye.